Welcome to the podcast series by Salty Wave Blue. My name is Gabrielle Ahern and I'm a marine biologist and science writer. Marine fishes are as diverse in structure and colour as they are in the habitats they live in, tropical, temperate and arctic environments. Tube librasses are common throughout the Indo-Pacific Ocean with 600 different species in total. 18 of these species feed only on coral and live in the Great Barrier Reef. Nature has provided corals with some interesting defence mechanisms against predation, but for some reason these wrasses are able to feed on corals without being harmed. Australian researchers Victor Huartas and Professor David Bellwood from James Cook University decided to investigate further. They found tube-lipped brass species, Labropsis australis, possess slimy, fleshy, tube-shaped lips that enable the fish to suck up coral mucus like a milkshake. The report was published by science journal Current Biology in early 2017. I spoke with Victor Huatas, who explained this fascinating discovery in more detail. species of fish that have this type of structured lip or is it just confined to these races? But so if you look at the external morphology of the lips, you do find other 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 fishes and on the ribs that um, that have a similar shape. But the interesting bit here is that it was only on these tube grasses that feed on corals that we observe the, the, the ability to produce mucus and these sort of um, uh, lamella, these sort of groups that are uh, thinly packed in lips. We have seen other fishes that don't feed on corals and they have the same kind of fleshy tube-shaped lips. Uh, there's there's some butterfly fishes that do that. There's a species of dancer fish that also have these larger than usual lips. But it was only in these tube grasses, the species that feeding on coral, that we observed this new adaptation, this, this modification of the lips. And particularly the important bit was here was the, the capacity to secrete copious amounts of mucus. I like the way that you described the mucus that the lips produce as being like grease on an oil ring. I thought that was really funny. Um, could you yeah. describe how the mucus is produced by the lips? So the first thing we did, as I, as I mentioned earlier, was to look at the, at the external appearance of the, of the lips. But we noticed these groups. We thought we should look into the internal structure. So what we did, the next thing we did was to produce very thin cross-sections of the lips. And when we did that, uh, we tried different stains uh, in the histology lab. And one of these stains is specifically designed to mark uh, mucus. So it was when we tried this stain that we noticed that among these groups, there was a large number of mucus-producing cells. 
And this is what, what was the, the, the sort of the eureka moment. This is when we, we realized that this is what, what enabled these fishes to feed on, on the corals. This mucus coat um, likely serves three purposes. First, we believe that this mucus protects the lips from the venomous stinging cells of corals, much like the skin of mucus on an anemone fish. Then we, we also think that it helps seal the, the lips against the coral surface, enhancing the suction force. As you described earlier, much like a ring, we believe it, it, it comes in the same way, because the soft um, consistency of the lips can adjust to the surface of the coral, and then the lips, is the, the, the mucus would act as the grease on an ring. We think it may also function as a conveyor belt that it captures the coral mucus, it encapsulates it along with the stinging cells, and then it gets all ingested. In this way, these stinging cells uh, can produce no harm inside the mouth fish. Coral mucus is widely available on grapes. Pretty much all coral species uh, produce mucus. Some researchers have uh, found that it's not very nutritious, so these species found a way to specialize on feeding on this. And they were successful in the proof is that they, they're found pretty much everywhere in the, in the Pacific region. Uh, now, how these mechanisms happen evolutionarily, we really don't know. We just don't know. Mm-hmm. But we know that these are the only group of fishes that have been able to, to evolve in. These wrasses target damaged areas yes. of the coral because of the mucus production. So, is this the case in all feeding opportunities for all the wrasse fish? These are observations that other researchers have previously uh, pointed out. It had traditionally been assumed that tupi grasses fed on coral polyps because you would go on the reef, you would follow them, you would look at what they do, and then what you see is that they bite on, on the surface of corals. So the logical conclusion was to assume they feed on polyps because most species feed on uh, picking on the tentacles of individual polyps. That's what all the coral feeding butterfly fishes do. Some authors pointed out that instead of uh, behaving like, like butterfly fishes, Instead of picking and carefully waiting for the tentacles to become exposed, tupi grasses bite indiscriminately in specific areas of the coral, and these areas are the ones that are generally damaged or infected, which are they are presumed to be to produce larger amounts of mucus. So we wanted to see if this morphology in the lips of uh, tupi grasses kind of matched with this uh, hypothesis that feed on coral mucus. The mechanism they use to feed on the coral surface matches well uh, with, the, with this, this, this feeding mode, with feeding on the coral mucus, rather than, than picking individual polyps. Because they, they barely use their teeth, they use their lips. And what they do is they protrude their jaws forward until they hit the, the coral surface and then they deliver a powerful suck. This would not be very effective on, on, on polyps. Do you think that the lips function similarly to the fish gut to cope with the sharp coral material and um, nematocysts that it takes in? The reason we wanted to make that analogy is to highlight that this is a surface that is most likely designed to secrete substances, secrete mucus in this case. Uh, Substances or tissues uh, that are specialized in either secreting or absorbing uh, substances generally tend to show this, this type of morphology, these highly complicated, all these different folds and loops. So this is why we do the analogy. We thought that people are very familiar with the, the, the shape of the epithelium of the gut. So we 
I would like to thank Victor Huatas for explaining how these slimy lips assist tube lip breast species Labropsis australis feed so successfully on coral mucus. Huatas plans to investigate whether this type of lip is a feature in other tropical fish species and its evolution. In the next podcast episode presented by Salty Wave Blue, I'll be talking with a researcher who believes mangrove forests along coastlines around the world play a vital role in the reduction of greenhouse gas emissions. So ears to the ground, everyone. Salty Wave Blue will be back soon.